Starro is taking control of people around the globe, including Batman and Superman, planning on world domination. Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne must team up against their fathers to ultimately stop Starro. That is Batman and Superman, Battle of the Super Sons. And this is the Comic Book Kaiju Podcast, a comic book discussion show. I am your host, Trent Justin Vactor. Joining me today are a couple of guys, a couple of beers, and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. <laughs> Mr. Tim Gannon and Frank Ramblings, welcome to the Comic Book Kaiju. Tim, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I mean, I didn't yeah. know what was, that was going to be allowed, but you know, we had too <laughs> you, much fun last time. You have a permanent seat at the Comic Book Kaiju, and first time joining us also has a permanent seat. Frank Ramblings, I would say you are tied with Dane from Casey as my biggest Superman loving friend of all time, and Tim's right there too, but... Tim and I hosted a Batman podcast way back in the day. So I'm going to put, and Tim's wearing a Batman shirt. So we're going to put Tim as my top Batman friend. We're going to put Frank and Dean as our top Superman friend. So Frank, thank you for joining us for the very first time on the comic book Kaiju, sir. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I, I loved watching you guys record together a few months back. And, and we got to, to talk Star Trek a few months back uh, yes. on Technological. So yes. I am just so happy we could all three of us get together and yeah. do this. I love this, that we are finally joining each other for uh, this podcast many years in the making. We've all been friends. We've all been on each other's podcasts. Like uh, Frank said, he was on our Star Trek podcast, Technological. Um, Frank and I did a tech podcast way back in the day, Tech way Ramblings. Back. I forgot about Tech Ramblings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bring yeah. that back. Break that back. Uh, I want to hear. I, I want to hear your views now in New York. Yeah. Like yeah, what? A, yeah. How much has happened in the tech world? Catch up. So yeah. much has happened. Start from, you, <laughs> start from where you ended and just. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah, I wonder what our last episode was because we didn't have like an official last episode. I don't no, think. I don't I wonder think we what, did. Was it the iPhone four? What was the last thing that right, we left yeah. off? Yeah. I wonder. Gosh, it would have been around that time. That would be an interesting uh, archival. Yeah, uh, I got to see if I can. I see if I can find those. Yeah. I think I've still got them somewhere in a hard drive. And Tim and Frank are both, I should say, at the top of the show from the Beer with Geeks podcast, which is one of my favorite episodes, or which I say my favorite podcast to listen to every week. And also, if you are a Smallville fan, you are a. I would say you are a wonderful person, but you have to listen to. Frank's Save Me podcast, which is, I would, this is no joke. If I didn't know Frank, I would say this also. The best podcast I've ever listened to in my life. The most well-polished product I have ever seen. And it's fantastic that I know Frank. I know the guy behind it. It's amazing. So you have to listen to Save Me, a Smallville podcast. It's, it, it belongs up there with that the archival stuff that they've got on all the Blu-rays, all the DVDs, this podcast is Whoa. the best thing you'll ever see for Smallville. So 100%. And I, th I think I heard Tim's voice on an episode uh, narrating at one point. It was on you episode sure? one, two? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Like yeah. I second what he's saying. It's an oh. excellent, it's a really well-produced show. Um, and not to say that our other Thought Bubble audio shows aren't well produced or 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 
or you know of actors or anything like that but that's like that's real professional quality um and and it's excellent and as we discuss this i just remembered that i was supposed to help you with something on that podcast <laughs> totally <laughs> this moment right now well, so right after this podcast go do that but uh listener and viewer if you're watching on youtube head over to thoughtbubbleaudio.com for all of tim and frank's wonderful podcasts you can check them out right there but the reason i wanted to have them on like i said these are my two biggest batman and superman friends of all time so i had to have you guys on to talk batman and superman battle of the super sons the latest dc animated film and did you know the very first fully cgi animated film battle of the super sons so that's why my friends are here so i think like i said we, we don't even need to go into your history or your background. You two are the biggest Batman and Superman fans I know. So since Frank is here for the very first time, let's ask for Frank's opinion overall on Battle of the Super Sons. What did you think? It was so fun. I had such a fun time watching it. I don't watch every single one of the animated uh, films that come out of uh, Warner Brothers Animation, um, Tim. I think you're much more on it than 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 I am, uh, but but I do dip in um, for ones that are particularly um, highly acclaimed or, or or highly recommended to me. And uh, I am so happy that I spent time with this one. Um, it was so much fun. I thought the animation was beautiful. I thought the story was a lot of fun. It 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 was. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed the heck out of it, and we can get into why. Yes. And Tim, Mr. Gannon, the Gannon man himself, what did you think of Battle of the Super Sons? Uh, I I loved it. Tim. I just oh, saw something in my throat. I think it's a Starro coming out. <laughs> um, not too positive, but if, if it appears at any point in the show, just let me know. Um, and so, no, I... Um, I loved it. I like Frank said. I do watch all of the all of the shows, um, and so uh, all the shows, all the movies, yes. and this, some of them are diminishing quality. Some of them, like some of them are not great, and others are are wonderful. And truly, this is definitely one of the best ones they've put out in several years. Like I, from start to finish, I was like, this is an absolute love, a joy. The characterization is spot on. The animation is beautiful. It's a compelling story. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, and uh, and I loved it. And to me, it just it strengthened my belief into why Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne are really quality characters, especially mm -hmm. when they're in the same frame together, the same panel, whatever. And so I was I'm tickled, tickled pink. Nice. I'm also like Tim. I watch every single DC animated movie, although I did not get a chance to watch the Super Pets film. I, I started it, but I have not finished it yet. But I, I watch every single one, and I also echo both these gentlemen's thoughts. I enjoyed quite a bit of Battle of the Super Sons, and specifically the CGI. I was very impressed by this uh, moving away from the hand-drawn animation over to the CGI, and I always love the voice cast for all of these DC animated films. But this one in particular, um, Troy Baker as Batman. He's one of my favorite voice actors He's of terrific. all time. Mm -hmm. um, Travis Willingham is Superman and Laura Bailey is Lois Lane. And they are, in real life, 
married, and I love it. Anytime they do projects together, I've seen them work on a number of things. They've worked on the Marvel stuff, Travis Willingham as Thor and Laura Bailey as Black Widow, and I love anytime they're in something together. So um, all those things. Nolan North as Jor-El, I love him and everything that he's in. And we even got the uh, an appearance by a Shazam actor, Jack Dylan Grazer, as Superboy, Jonathan Kent. Um, so I loved this movie overall, and I was very excited to talk to both of you two today about it. Um, let's get into, I think, the things that we enjoyed about the movie and the the storyline of it in particular, because I think, Tim, you said the the story was one that you really enjoyed. Um, was there something that kind of stood out to you, Frank, specifically when you were watching this film? And actually, what also is great about having both of you guys on, we are all pretty much relatively new dads on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed in my own life, movies, TV shows, comic books, things hit me a little bit differently now when they have a uh, child in them. When they have a some type of father-daughter, father-son relationship, things are very different now that I'm a father. Um, so did you enjoy that aspect, Frank, of seeing the, the Superman as – actually, you know what? There's so many thoughts in my head right now, but let me let me reel it in and focus it. Frank, you as a big Superman fan, hmm. what do you think about Jonathan Kent in general? So having giving Superman a son, I I uh, really really love Jonathan. I'm I'm a sucker for fathers and sons uh, to begin with. I, I I'm a sucker for uh, uh, Jonathan Kent Senior and and uh, Clark. Uh, with their relationship. Um, and in the last few years, as uh, young Jonathan has uh, been more of a staple in the comics, and now we've even seen him in live action television, um, as as he's been established more and more as a character, I've really, really, really come to, to love his character. I love to see that side of Clark. As I, you know, I'm, I've only been a dad for four and a half months, um, but for the last couple of years, you know, I've been sort of, in in the season of life where I'm thinking about parenthood more, right? As my friends like you guys uh, become dads and, and, and now I'm finally part of the club. But even the last couple of years, I've been more aware of it, thinking about it more, and it's really struck me more. But wow, now that I am a, a father, what a... Um, I've always loved Superman because he is an aspirational character. A lot of people love a character um, because they can relate to the character as the character is. And they, they feel like they see some of themselves in that character. And, and I like to think that that that's true for me with, with Superman, but really it's an aspirational thing of here's the best, the best of us and what, what we can all strive to be more like. And to see Clark now as a dad um, adds a new dimension to that of getting to see, uh, the kind of dad that I, that I want to be, you know? Um, and, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's really been awesome. This movie really bottled it up. You know, they, they, they have an, a, a really difficult task. All these films do of telling a lot of story in what, 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they have a lot to, a lot of ground to cover and, you know, the ones that I have enjoyed the most, they always do such a good job with, with, telling a, a, a well-fleshed-out story, fleshing out the characters in that relatively short time period 
um, but really being uh, giving you a lot of bang for your buck, packing a punch with the emotional beats and the the, the story um, moments that they the character moments that they bring to us. And I, I think this was a great, great example of that. I, I loved seeing that side of Clark. And this was a, a really nice if you're only going to experience it in, in one place, this is a really good place to do it. Yeah. And Tim, we've talked um, previously about Jonathan Kent in the comics now, currently, where they've aged him up a little bit. And he is Superman. They they gave him the title of Superman while Kal-El Clark was out um, in space. So what do you think about them introducing him here into the, the animated world, the uh, the animated realm? Because we've seen him in the comics for so many years. But um, what what do you think about this take on it? Um, I think it's smart to go back to him being 12, personally. Like, as much as I enjoy 18, 19, however old he's supposed to be, um, Jonathan Kent as Superman, I think that there's a, there's something really special about um, Jonathan at 12. You know, there's this really, um, there's this really special coming of age, uh, almost in some ways Smallville-esque mm, yeah. component to John right. as he's like just about entering, you know, adolescence and high school and the powers are developing and then what to do with that kind of power. But so then like as a Smallville fan, like, or, or as a big Superman fan, and then like watching how Clark had to do that on his own, basically, you know, watch it like how does somebody so like Clark get a different type of advantage like how does he grow up in a slightly similar but different situation and i so i think introducing him at john at 12 in a movie is a great starting point and if they do continue in this little corner universe the cg universe like i would like to see jonathan stay like this age for uh a, a little bit longer um as well like i said as much as i like 18 year old john I think I prefer him as a 12-year-old hmm. um, just just for the storytelling dynamic of it because you already have older Superman-like characters like Connor um, and uh, and even and even Kara to to an extent and so I uh, yeah I think I think John is more uniquely suited to being 12 so hmm. yeah yeah and and I really enjoy the the Damien Jonathan relationship in this one they're kind of meeting for the first time and I'm used to them just knowing each other and being best friends and the, the super sons comic series that they had and the current where they're, they're currently at, like it's almost like a, I mean, like a, like a Clark Bruce situation where it's like they have each other's back. They they feel like they're best friends. And uh, it's, it was interesting to go back to this version of them where they're meeting for the first time, um, seeing Jonathan get, his powers for the first time. That was all fun. That brought back some Smallville memories of Clark discovering his powers, um, which that just was my sweet spot. I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I think when Smallville was coming out, I was kind of getting, I was getting back into comics a little bit because I, growing up, my dad, he always told me about comics, gave me comics and, dressed me in superhero outfits, gave me the toys and things like that. So I was always a big superhero fan. But when I got into my adolescent stage and then high school, it was like, oh, it's time to put away childish things. I, I won't be coming back here. But when the Tobey uh -huh. Maguire, <laughs> Toby Maguire Spider-Man came out, um, and then around the time Smallville, I, I think I locked back in, and I'm like, I'm never 
unlocking. Like I'm always going to be a superhero fan for the, the it, till the end of my days. And so I was just kind of having a nostalgic moment the other day of thinking about those, especially the first, let's say five seasons of Smallville. It was like, you couldn't tell me that wasn't the best show on TV, that it wasn't the best version of Superman. And it was just, there was so much joy and, and actually meeting you guys, I think online at, around that time it was just, mm-hmm. there was so much joy in my life. So that period of, of time in my life is always going to be looked upon as, as a very uh, golden moment in my history. So watching this and seeing this version of Jonathan, like I said, it just kind of brought back those those memories and um, a lot of good times. So that was uh, a plus. Now, uh, Frank, I don't know if I've ever gotten your take on Damien before, just as a character of Batman's son. What do you think about Damien overall? Damien, um, I was always such a a dick fan that uh, Damien took a little bit to grow on me because mm. they're obviously very, very different takes on the idea of Robin, right. uh, well, the role of Robin. Um, but over the years, much like Jonathan, Damien has really sort of carved out his place um, in in Batman lore, right? And I've come to respect him as a character a lot more because I think I was always sort of comparing him to Dick mm-hmm. Grayson and... Um, you can't. They're 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 very different characters. They they have, wear the same title, uh, but uh, they they serve different purposes. They're telling a different kind of story, and um, and I've come to really appreciate the kinds of stories that that um, that are told with Damien. Um, I've come to enjoy him in the comics. I've come to enjoy him in in various animated incarnations. Um, I would love I would love a uh, Damien centric um mm. film in this style um uh, i would i would be down with that i think yeah. it's um yeah it, it, i really really enjoyed this incarnation of him tim what would you say to a batman um where they they fast forward to the future and damien's got the trench coat and it's the batman 666 the uh, he has taken over. What if we saw that in CG animated? What what would your thoughts be? Oh, I would love that actually. I because the, the 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 adult Damien trench coat Batman has like shown up a bunch since Grant Morrison's run. You know, however many years ago now, fifteen years ago, twenty years, maybe twenty years. No, 15, I'll say fifteen. We are old. <laughs> Those were coming out when we when we met online. <laughs> Yeah, that trench coat came out when I was definitely in college, so I want to say twelve to fifteen years ago. Yeah. But damn, um, but the uh, I would love that because I think that there's there's a tragedy to to Damien that the other Robins don't exactly share. Maybe mm-hmm. Jason Todd to an extent, but um, different but kind of tragedy. It's a different kind of tragedy because it's like the tragedy happened and now it's and now it's recovery, whereas. Damien is always moving towards this uh, fate that mm-hmm. he has as the Batman 666. And, uh, like, is he going to sell his soul to the devil to go back and protect Gotham? Or, and what does that look like? And there are different versions of it in comics over time. Like the, um, uh, oh, my gosh, what was the Future State um, uh, era, era of DC books that they just put out? There was a Batman book that kept going, um, and that you kept continue, continuing on, and like Damien, like Batman six 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 was in that too, and like the key he keeps coming back, and so I, 
But what is never really touched upon is his relationship with Jonathan mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. with Batman 666. So I would love uh, an animated film Ooh. to tackle that. You know, like what does, because let's say they're about the same age. Let's say, mm-hmm. you know, like when that starts. So let's say if Jonathan doesn't age up earlier, what happens with adult Jonathan Superman and adult Damian Batman and not the deceased versions of those characters, which is also great. Um, but like not hey, Damien gets a happy ending, Damien, but Damien yeah. gets a, Damien is a tragic hero. Um, I would love that. I would love really to see that. I hope somebody listens to this. Yeah. Not, I will pitch it myself. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic to see um, in actually even, even in hand drawn, I'd, I'd like to see that just because I like their relationship. Because, again, it's you know it's just a reinvention of what we all love together of the Batman Superman dynamic, and that is going to be until we're past our times when we're gone, when we're in in the uh, in the in the great uh, farmhouse in the sky, boys. Uh, we're still going to have Batman and Superman around, and so yeah, it's interesting that it's that reinvention of that same type of dynamic because we want to keep it fresh. We want to keep it new, but at the same time we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to still have the characters that we love. So I, I, this movie has two different dynamics going on and it really is the super sons movie, but it's, it does still have that original classic Batman Superman relationship. And then you've got the father son relationship. And then you've got the son's relationship. So it's like there's there's this trinity almost of relationships. And I think it, it works on all of those levels. It's enjoyable and it's fun to see how they play. All these characters play off of each other. And then as a father, as a dad, you know, the from both sides of it, from the son's angle of I want to live up to my dad. My dad is like, my dad is Superman. My dad is Batman. Like, these are the ideals that I want to live up to. And I don't want to let him down. And then from the flip side, it's I see my son in Jonathan or in Damien. And, oh, I'm proud of him. I want him to surpass me. I want him to be better than I am. And so this movie, I think, worked definitely on a personal level for me in all of those aspects and i think we've said it it was like like frank said from the beginning it was just a fun movie and i really enjoyed um all of all of it every aspect of it um was was enjoyable was was there anything that i think stood out for you fellas um that you didn't like tim oh that's not where i thought you were going oh (laughs) Just put my finger back down. Oh well, well, where <laughs> yeah. did you think we were going? I, I'd like to hear. I thought you were going to say something that was really stellar that stood out to you, apart from those relationships. And I'll answer that before I answer something that okay. yes. didn't stand out to me. I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> I but before actually before I do that, I got three things because yes, I want to forget yes, the first yes. one. More, more, we, more. We were talking. <laughs> we were talking about like doing an adult story of you know Damien and John. I would like a I would like that in a Dark Knight Returns style, please. Um, and so, like, I would like to see that, like, how does that type of story shift with these characters who are like their fathers, but not exactly enough like their fathers to retell the same story? That would be very interesting to me because, like, you build up to that showdown 
the same way. But I feel like in some ways it's more tragic because they've been friends for a longer time. Mm, yeah. You know, and like, is there really a showdown? Is there really like a turning point? Does Damien win? Does he turn over? Is he bad? Like, yeah, that, that, there's like really good storytelling potential there. I would love that. Um, okay. Second thing, something that really stood out to me, I would say maybe five minutes into this movie. Um, and I, I sat back and I said, Oh, it's going to be one of those movies where I could just tell that every single sentence was setting up something for a good payoff mm. by the end of the movie. Yeah. So, like when Jonathan's at the baseball game and he misses the ball, I'm like, well, that's coming back. In a <laughs> like that's like, and I just really appreciate the economy of storytelling that they, that they did. Like there was not a waste. It wasn't just, Oh, let's have Jonathan play T-ball or, or softball for a hot second. Like let's really bring that home. Pun intended. Um, you know, like all the <laughs> way to the end. And like, his dad misses the game, but then his dad was the game or whatever, like part of the game at the end. That really, like, all of that just like worked so well for me that I was. That's where I really thought the movie really shone. That and Lois running around the house at the the exact replica of the Smallville house, mind you, yeah. Smallville yes. the farm. Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just loved her running around and Jonathan just being like, "Keys, purse." <laughs> This, like, that, that was a great that I loved. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I didn't love, I guess, is that I, I personally was not taken with Damien right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that was the, the voice actor or just like the, like Damien can be a hard sell when you first meet him because he is a, he is a jerk. I mm -hmm. will right. G. Right. In here, um, he's just a he's just a jerk, and but he's not <laughs> a fun jerk. He's not like a Tony Stark jerk that mm -hmm. like in real life is would be awful, but on TV it's fun. Like even on TV, he's not very fun hmm. until you break away a particular layer. And I felt like it took a little too long to break that layer for me. And he was like he ground my gears Ooh. more than I would have. I guess what I would have liked, but I'm also mm -hmm. used to a maybe more tempered Damien by now after years of reading him. Right. And so I just like, I had to like backtrack to hit the original version of himself and where that worked for Jonathan for me, like instead of older Jonathan, it took a little bit more effort for me for on the Damien side. Okay. Excellent. Um, Frank, you can go the, the Tim route and be positive. Or you can go the vector route and be negative. What, what stood out to you? Uh, what stood out to me? Uh, I, I, I will say, Tim, uh, I, I like your point about uh, uh, things coming back around. Uh, uh, you guys familiar with uh, Chekhov's gun? Mm. The idea that uh, if there's a gun in the first act of the play, it has to go off by the third act of the play. Yeah. Um, Chekhov's kryptonite in this movie. <laughs> um, totally. Damien's like, oh, I almost brought out the you-know-what. Uh, and then, but lo and behold, there it is. Yeah. Literally, my first thought was, ah, Chekhov's kryptonite. Uh, nice. <laughs> Can you call the episode that? Like, when, when that as, <laughs> There you as, go. When, as uh, when we release this for Beer with, for Beer with Geeks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That has to be the title. It is. It is definitely Chekhov's script tonight. Um, <laughs> so I did enjoy that. Um, I uh, was not expecting a Starro story. 
Mm, mm. Um, good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I, I'm, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Uh, it, it has the potential to be a bad thing if done poorly. Uh, but it was just it was just the right amount of sort of Silver Age sprinkle on top um, to, to keep it fun and light um, while telling this this story about. I mean, it, 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 the premise was sort of ridiculous like like the the whole star the whole star premise is always ridiculous um but it but let them bring in lex luther very naturally right a very organic way of him being like i always told you there'd be an alien invasion right totally totally works on so many levels um and it's it it totally works so that you can have the justice league sort of sort of be part of the story but for it also to make sense for them to take a back seat cuz they're not really the justice league right now right all, all that kind of stuff um it it made it 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 paved the way to be able to focus on uh the fathers and the sons as sort of the main the main attraction here uh but i love that they still pulled in lois and made her such an important uh part of it because she is an integral part of anything that involves Clark and, and especially anything that involves Clark and their son. Um, so I, I actually love the way that they use I'm, I'm talking myself into loving this sorrow <laughs> thing, um, basically. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of horrific the way that the the Starro aliens would come out of people's mouths. And I was like, I whoa, loved this it. Is just like I unhinging the jaw and yeah. like the, the head going back. I, like, yeah. yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be not gruesome necessarily, mm-hmm. but, you know, like. It just like as when that happened, I actually texted my friend Palmer uh, from Academy Rewind and other things. But I texted him and I was like, "You're gonna like this movie." <laughs> like that was cool. That was like was gross, and yeah. I loved it because <laughs> I think Starro either works as a giant joke mm-hmm. or this type of like body horror. It like um, you know like almost. Um, like uh, alien bursting out of the out of the out of the stomach, like before it's as like a full xenomorph. Right. That like that's what it ga- that's the kind of vibe that it gave me. Yeah. Like with still yep. being accessible to children, um, well of a certain age. Of a certain um, age, yeah. Which is what I also notice as a parent now, even though my daughter's mm. only one, yeah. I'm still right. like, mm, no, yeah, this would have been bad, right? <laughs> yeah, at a certain at a certain point, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was expertly said, my friends. Um, so yeah, I think just positive uh, all around for this film. Um, I'll leave out the negative stuff, Tim. I don't. I won't. I won't be a, a Debbie Downer. No, um, I want to hear. Wait, the I want to. He- I want to hear this. I don't, yeah. I don't have anything. Is also the negative stuff. No, I think. I think it's. Uh, it. This is. Well, I would say. The one. Well, no, no, no. I was I was gonna say the CG, but I think they did a, a really good job for their very first time on um, CG. And I was actually just watching, um, going through some Pixar movies with my son. Um, he loves cars; like that's his favorite thing in the world right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been going through a lot of Pixar stuff and looking at their evolution. Especially if you go from Incredibles one to Incredibles two, it's it's Jarred. that thing in. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're not watching them back to back, if you're watching them as they came out, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's how I remembered the first one to look. That's that's how the second one looks. That's how the first one looked. And you go back and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, this looks like a Nintendo sixty four game compared to uh, a PlayStation five game today. So 
Yeah, it's, um, I, I thought the CG for the very, especially for their very first time out, um, was was well done. Oh, you know what? I will say. Here's my negative: not enough special features. Because I would say the DC animated movies. Now, this is also I just checked the 49th DC animated film, and I have watched all of them without, uh, with the exception of Super Pets, and. I think Do we count that one because it's not direct to video. Yeah. 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 I have watched them all. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, yeah. that's good. There you go. Uh, I, I, all of them have had great. That's the only way rationalizing that. The special features have always been top notch and I've always looked forward to they've, they'll have like a documentary about the characters that are involved or some type of ideas that are in the film. And then they'll have like a little voice acting thing. So I'm always intrigued by that. This one, I think, was a little light on the special features. That's my negative for this one. For Batman and Superman, Battle of the Super Sons, I wanted more special features. I agree. I agree with your negative. I, I like the special features. And that's I fair. like the preview of the next movie that's coming. Yes. Because I, I, we live in the, we've said this many times, but we live in the camp that if we stop watching these things, we live in the hunter camp. Of these things. <laughs> like, uh, I'm coming. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and they'll just stop making them, so I have to support everyone. Um, yeah, but I'm, I, yeah, I like what's coming next. I watch that before I watch the feature. That's like that's my, that's the way I roll. And there's, I was disappointed. There's actually four DC animated movies that are coming out next year: uh, Legion of Superheroes, yeah. Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham, right, Justice League. Um, times RWBY. Do we say that as? It's, yeah, it's a it's an anime. I think yeah. that they're crossing over with. Um, um, so I have zero interest in. Yeah, I'll still watch uh, Ruby Weiss Blake Yang is the RWBY, but that um, as well as Justice League War World um, is coming That's out. Nice. So I will be watching every single one. You know what? I'm gonna say it right now. I want you both on every single review for all four of those movies in 2023 i want the beer with geeks comic book kaiju crossover to continue i don't want it to stop so if, if, if you boys are free um if you're uh still still able to jo please join me for all of those i would love to hear both of your thoughts because i think both of you are well versed in the dc universe and um you're just two great guys i think that is the the main takeaway from this episode is that Tim and Frank are great guys. And if you want more Tim and Frank, um, not only is this a crossover with Beer with Geeks, but you can go back and listen to every single episode, 9,999 9, episodes of Beer with Geeks. You can go back right now on Thought Bubble Audio and listen to and have a great time with the geeks as well as uh, Tim's wife, who subs in from time to time. Um, I always enjoy listening to Beer with Geeks. It's one of those comfort podcasts for me. When I'm listening to it, I feel like you guys are there with me. I, th I, I feel like we're all in the same room together. And, and while you're drinking your uh, alcoholic beverages, I'm having my root beer, which I didn't have. I should have got it for today's episode, but I didn't bring it. Um, but I, I very much enjoy Beer with Geeks, and I, and I think you as a listener, you as a uh, viewer, if you're watching this on YouTube, you will enjoy it as well. Uh, Tim and Frank, what you got coming up? I know you guys just talked about Wakanda Forever on Beer with Geeks. What you got coming up next? 
of this episode. Um, well, well, this episode, yes. <laughs> We're in the middle of a, a long project to watch every superhero movie ever. Going back to, to uh, Superman 78, we've been working our way through. Probably uh, 66, but we already did an episode on that. So you're we right. That, so we we did an episode on that with you, Mr. Factor, uh, many years ago on on Gotham Podcast in its in its later incarnation uh, uh, as, a, as a podcast about the TV show Gotham. Um, I think we talked about Batman 66 with you and, and Hunter Camp. Oh, yes. Damn, many, many moons that. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was probably the last time we all podcasted together. Probably, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that's true. So yeah, we've uh, we've uh, we've been covering all of those. We're working through those uh, bit by bit. We're uh, we've got some some holiday episodes uh, coming up in the next few uh, weeks uh, as we're as we're talking now. So yeah, there's there's fun stuff coming down the pipe Man. at uh, at beerwithgeeks.com. I cannot wait to see what's around the corner. Uh, Tim, what's going on in uh, the Gannon household? Any any fun things coming up? Uh, in the Gannon household. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, actually, no. There's, I guess, getting a Christmas tree. That would be the fun. There you go. Fun thing, and it's all now. The conversation is like, well, do we take her, or do you take? The, you know, she's only one. Like, she would right. love walking around a Christmas tree farm, though. Oh That's, gosh. Yeah. Um. So think of the content you could make. You know, just think yeah, about exactly. that. That's really what matters. That's right. Like, yeah. Will Will I get good reels? That's what. Mm-hmm. Matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always enjoy Frank and Tim's uh, social media outputs, especially your Instagram reels. So everyone check out those. I'll have them linked in the show notes for you um, as well. Check out the wonderful stylings of a Gannon and a Rambling. Uh, Fellas, I can't thank you enough for joining me on this episode. And like I said, please join me again for every single animated movie I don't know why we haven't been doing this before. I should have thought about this a long time ago, but I'm correcting my wrong right now. I'm gonna I want you guys on every single episode that I talk about a DC animated film. I want the brain trust to join me. Someday. Let me just let me just check with my manager. Um she's four months old, is the thing, so that's that's the problem. But yeah, let me check with her. <laughs> Excellent. Um I want to let everyone out there know that not only does Tim Gannon love comics? But Frank Rambling loves comics, and you should too. Yeah. Woo. <laughs>